The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey divers, welcome back, welcome back. What is up, what is up? It is me, your host, Anthony Mullen. Uh, I hope everyone is having a good weekend, enjoying the the summer as it's coming out. Currently right now, it is raining outside. I'm recording in at uh, 9.30 at night, Sunday. I'm going to be doing some editing right after. And uh, we, we have a little bit of a packed episode. I know the title says uh, we are talking about the single from The Killers. But before we get to that, there's been some news coming out earlier this week about the band, the Twitter, um, about the band, the Killers. Uh, apparently, on their 2009 tour, um, there was a sexual misconduct taking place um, from, on this engineering team. Not the band themselves. The, the band was not accused of anything, but it was on their tour, and it's now coming up. The, the original... Uh, the original publisher of the article uh, detailing what happened. Originally, she posted it in 2018. She wrote it for a blog, and she didn't name the band then. But now, as of rec- uh, as of this week, it, she reshared it, this time naming the band. And um, I have an article to pull up. I was checking it out and reading it through. It's from BBC News. The article right here says, Killers taking tour misconduct claims extremely seriously says the killers have said they are taking allegations of sexual misconduct on one of their tours extremely seriously. It comes after a female sound engineer shared an account of a woman being abused backstage during a 2009 U.S. tour. In an article published online, the, she alleged members of the crew took turns to engage in sexual activity with a woman in a dressing room. A representative of the killer said the band would conduct an investigation of past and present tour staff. Um, it, it was some really... It's some really sick and messed up things that came out. Um, I'm not going to go into it here, but basically the, what was explained is that this, uh, the, the user that shared this, the Twitter user that shared this account, she was the only woman on the sound engineering team. And at a show in, uh, at a show in Milwaukee, it came over the radio that if you wanted to engage in activities with this woman, that was going to be in backstage, put your name on the list. She heard this and she was appalled by it. Uh, th- this is sickening. This is ma- messed up. It, uh, like, it's horrible it happened. And what happened in the outcome is that apparently what really affected this woman, apart from just have, knowing her coworkers partook in activities with this, she also didn't speak up against it, which she recounts now saying she wishes she would have because at the end of the night of the show, this fangirl that had been duped or lied or I don't know what happened or how they convinced her to go into a dressing room and and, and uh, what took place that night. But at the end of the night, everyone left and they left her there. And when, when the security guards brought it, brought it to the uh, engineering team attention saying, hey, there's a woman here 
you guys going to call someone? Does she have a friend? How can we get her home safely? And they laughed. That's horrible. That is messed up. And she regrets not speaking up now. She re she regrets not speaking up at the time and standing up and going to help her, making sure she gets home safe. And I just hope that the people involved in this, the justice has done the right, is done where it's meant to be. And I hope that they can find the name of those that took place and uh, were involved in those acts on that tour. And it's really sad that this is coming out. Like it's not, it's, it's, like it's good that it's coming out. The truth comes out so that the people can be brought justice. But it's sad that it happened, especially on the you know on a band that. The reason I have only found found this out is because I was going to investigate and like. The only reason I found this out is because I was looking up some information for today's episode, and when I saw that, it was just. I I couldn't not talk about it. I couldn't bring it bring it up and be like, listen. If you're if you're ever in a social situation, you see something wrong being done in that. Speak up, please, please do the right thing. Uh, I don't care if it's. I mean, yeah, no, I don't care. I mean, if that that's messed up, that is wrong. I hope the the individuals that were involved in the incident are arrested and the victims brought to justice. I hope this is. I hope this isn't the end of it. I hope it just isn't conducted as an investigation. I hope it goes further and the uh I hope justice is justice is given. But let's move on from that and uh it's going to be really hard to kind of transition from that, but I want to pull around because I did find out some more news. I don't know how it missed my radar. Actually, I can I can be honest. I know how it missed my radar because I don't listen to them as much as I should. I'll be honest. The Killers are a good band, have some nice music, and I really only know a couple of their hits offhand. I'm sure if I listened to them or heard their music, I would recognize their voice. But unfortunately, I get so many music recommendations. I don't know how everyone listens to all kind of music, especially when I'm trying to do my, you know, my uh, podcasting and D&D &D and everything else. It's just something but in doing so i found out they have a brand new album dropping called imploding the mirage which is cool it's actually dropping on august 21st cool it's pretty cool haven't uh haven't listened to any of them yet thinking about doing a uh i don't know maybe do a first impressions on them before the album drops later this month maybe we'll do a little uh, extra episode i've been wanting to try and think of some content to do for video only for youtube maybe this is what i'll do maybe i'll listen to these on uh, youtube and we'll figure out how i can play them out and make the video look fun but let's get into today's episode a classic must have on any modern rock greatest hits i'd say uh, playlist a popular karaoke song and it all comes from August 19th, 2003. The song Mr. Brightside premiered on DJ Zane Lowe's BBC Radio 1 show in the UK. Now let's give it a listen. <laughs> tell you guys right off the bat 
This is one of my favorite singles, one of my favorite songs to just belt out when I'm driving in a car and uh, and I need to just get out some feelings and just, I don't know, I don't know if you ever have those moments where you're just like, man, I need to, I need to just get it out and just just get uh, get emo with a song. Even if I'm not, there's no need to. It's just one of those like, you know, sometimes you need some happy songs. This one is one of those like, it just gives you this relation. I want to get it off of my chest and... It, it just connects. I think it's a, a week. Everyone can understand the feelings that are being felt in this song. Man, I love this song, guys. I really do. It's emotional. I At one point, I was learning how to play this on piano. It wasn't well either, as I said. Uh, I, I tried learning this on guitar, and I just can't for whatever reason. I can't get past wanting to belt and just sing it out loud when playing in tempo. So I have to relearn and re like train how to train myself how to play this song. But even like on piano, if you play this really slow, this is a nice, deep emotional song. Amber was sick of hearing it. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to hear podcast uh, that I was guessing on is Fat Girl Jokes podcast. Amber has her own show. I was on the last episode. Check it out. Uh, but as I said, Amber at the point like at the peak when I was playing this on piano, now she was tired of it. She was sick of me singing it. And I kind of took a hiatus from it. Uh, and then a couple months ago, I saw a cover of it called Mr. Darkside on YouTube. And I started laughing at it and I started listening to it. And it just became kind of back in my repertoire. And I don't know when it left uh, again. And because I just, I realized I hadn't listened to it in a, in a few weeks. And then earlier this week, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll listen to this and check it out. So uh, The Killers, formed in Las Vegas, 2001, by Brandon Flowers on the lead vocals, keyboards, and bass, and then uh, Dave Kuning on lead guitar and backing vocals. Man, these guys, this was their first song they had written together. Uh, Kuning had the music before he had uh, met with Flowers, and after they got together and started playing, Flower heard this and pulled off lyrics, got the chorus, and this song was just born, and they got into the studio, recorded through it, and um, they have recorded with the drummer, uh, uh, Ronnie Venucci. He is credited with creating that uh, iconic uh, bass, that fast. And I'm going to tell you, that's one of the, the key things. Like You hear that just kick off the song, you're like, oh, I got this, oh, I got this. And when you're listening to that lead guitar that is so simple and so melodically just catchy there's something about it that just kind of has it resonating or just kind of maybe maybe the bass the the boom when that like just kind of holds out it keeps you waiting while the melody is just kind of quick and this nice lightheartedness yet the song is very it's sad it's it has this sexual tension to it this man he he loves the woman he loves her and it's because of something about him either his something about him, his jealousy that's driving her away. And he knows when she's lying to him, he's acknowledging it, but he loves her so much. He just doesn't care. And it just hurts him more and more. Uh, it, it's this, it, it's this sexual tension that just kind of makes you, I get it. I, I, I feel for you. Um, I was reading and it said uh, in an article from, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's just the initials N M E. Uh, there was a quote saying that the song was filled with ambition, sex, and noise. And I feel this is so accurate. The upbeat tempo that keeps pushing you forward. I feel then that sexual tension in the song that makes you drive it. So you feel the, the uh, like your heart pace, just the music itself, like physically. But then you have that emotional connection to it. And it, both of it just keeps driving you forward and forward and forward. And 
before you know it, you're already singing, you're already chanting. And even when you hear him come to this breakdown and he like, or, or not do a breakdown, but what he has like this breakdown in the middle of the song, uh, I, I, he does it more of like, um, he, he does more of comp, uh, common, more of composed when he's kind of like chanting it to himself and he's getting a little bit louder and a little bit louder. I always feel that whenever I sing it, I'm always belting it at this point. And it's that controlledness that's appealing. Like, man, I want to be able to sing this song and have this drive, but then still be able to control it and not lose it at the end because it, it's just a catchy, it's catchy. It's whatever it takes to make a song to hook you. This song has it. It's got the right sound. It's got the right uh, the lyrics, the, there's an emotional connection. There is a fast pacedness. It doesn't leave you dragging, feeling sad. It's like, no, I get it. And then it's just kind of a, you feel helpless because the, uh, I, I'm in bed and she's outside. She's having a smoke. She's calling the cab. She's already going. And there's this empathy that you have feeling for the song. The song hooked you. Everything that takes a kind of hook on and write a good song, this may have, this is the formula. And I like it. Uh, it's really cool. It um, There's actually two music videos for this song. The first one was shot in black and white, and it features the band performing in Empty Room. Really cool. I didn't know that about it. I had only seen the uh, second music video that was filmed for it, which was based off of uh, um, the 2001 film uh, The Moulin Rouge, which is really ironic that I was picking to listen to the song at the time because Amber was has been watching The Moulin Rouge throughout the week. She, she was watching it the other day, and then I think she tried watching it a second time, and it was just like, oh, hey. So I clicked it on, and after having her have that on the background and watching the music video, I don't think the story is um, – I, I mean, I didn't watch enough of the Moulin Rouge to, like, follow with the whole story, so I don't know – I don't think it's supposed to be a connection and, like, a rip on it, and they're trying to force it. But the setting and the costumes, it's definitely very inspired of the Moulin Rouge, that whole um, – Flapper dress, the bohemian kind of rebirth, this, uh, the artistic uh, theater, the going out to the big uh, ballrooms and the the, uh, burlesque shows type. It's got the whole influence. I can see that in the music video. So uh, it's cool. Seeing that and kind of being able to compare the two, really liked it. Uh, I will say this song, it did reach a double platinum in the U.S. And let's take a, a quick commercial break. After that, we're going to come back. We're going to listen to the B-side to this uh, 45, and then we're going to wrap up the show. at night and usually you wouldn't mind walking home but it's the middle of winter so at 7.30 at night it gets a lot darker than it does in the summer you're scared the streets pitch black there's only one light and it's at the end near your house you can't help thinking that you're being followed that someone's behind you that something's, someone is whispering something into your ears. They're telling you something creepy, something horror, something about real life that you can't explain, that they can't really explain, but 
Apparently there is a way too. Something that sends chills to your bone. Something that makes you think. Maybe I should sleep with the light on tonight. You know what that thing is? The History Creeps Podcast. Brought to you by the BICBP Network. Like that commercial says, uh, go check out History Creeps podcast and all the other podcasts on the network at bicbp-radio.com. We now have 31 podcasts telling you guys we have a podcast for you. Check out the shows. Uh, Let's get into the second side of the Mr. Brightside single, the B side, if you would, which is Smile Like You Mean It. So, guys, that was Smile Like You Mean It. Um, I like the song. Not as much as Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside's a classic. That will forever be in my repertoire of songs to sing when I am out late at night doing karaoke. Smile Like You Mean It, though, isn't bad. Actually may add this to the guitar tab list. I like the chord progression. It sounds fun where uh, I think I actually probably what I would do is try and learn the bass tabs. I really like uh, the way the bass is. It just has a solid chugging, and it just has this nice, just steady flow and rhythm beat to it, and I love that. It sounds really cool, and I think I could like that. Another thing that I really noticed that I like off of this is uh, when you listen to it, it reminded me instantly first off of Stranger Things. Not that I've watched a lot of it. I think I've seen half of the first season, but I know, please don't give me hate, but what I was saying is that it has that synth uh, that synth feel that I get whenever I listen to the soundtrack. I'll say I love the soundtrack. Really nice, cool, uh, a time and place for everything. And that's kind of how I was feeling. But then it comes in with this uh, this rock, this, this modern rock band kind of backing up this synth. And it's got this, um, it's not really punk. It's not really hard rock it's just got like i i don't know maybe it's this alternative modern rock but it has this nice just solid tight sound it just has a nice packaged song with this synth that has this melody to it that is just really appealing to listen to it's kind of like that whole reason with mr brightside i like the song itself because it's very nice tight packed especially with that nice drums but the lead on it just adds that little extra bit and that's what the synth does on this song. It just adds that flavor text that it's probably wouldn't be the same without it. Definitely it contributes to the melody itself. Uh, adds that, you know, like that talking conversation. You have your vocals, have the, the lead playing something. I like it. So I'm going to tell you guys, I don't have this one. But I do have Discogs pulled up currently to uh, the killer's uh, Mr. Brightside. 
on Discogs, as I said. It's pulled up to the vinyl record 7-inch singles. And I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at the pricing right now. And if you're looking to pay American, you're looking... I mean, there is it's anywhere from fifty dollars to two hundred, and euros. It's looking anywhere from a hundred and twenty. Oh, so I'm sorry. So I didn't notice. It says the American underneath it. Yeah, you're looking anywhere from about fifty to a hundred dollars. Fifty to two hundred dollars if you want to pick up this uh, the seven inch. Really cool. It's a uh, it's a red. It's a red seven inch, and it's from uh, Lizard King Records. I mean. If I had an extra 150 just to blow on vinyl and I didn't have any albums that I wanted at the time and I just wanted a, a cool 45, sure. As it'd be really neat to have in my collection. Uh, I have to keep an eye for eye for it. Uh, I, I really like the image that comes with the single. The uh, it's, it's just a, a side shot, a side profile silhouette shot of a woman and instead of like a blacked out image, it's just her in pink with her hair flowing backwards with uh, the, the killers just across the front. Really nice, clean look. I would love to add that. The artwork itself is what I would really love to add to a collection. Maybe if I just got a print of that, it would be cool to hang up around here. But guys, that was a, that was an episode of Vinyl Divers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening in. If you're checking it out, I really appreciate everyone that's coming back every month. Uh, I really do. I really do. And we're off to a new start. As I said, uh, I just dropped an episode on The Killers. I have plans to drop a new episode next week. Uh, on my Instagram, I posted a picture that kind of teases one of the one of the four albums I'm going to be talking about. If you want, head over there, see if you can guess and check out what it's going to be. Till then, guys, keep diving.